Sal Capaccio, I see you. It is great to see you. He joins us now, of course, the Bills sideline reporter, covers the team for uh, WGR 550 in uh, in Buffalo. And look, I we, we've obviously Trista and I spent a lot last night live during the show trying to react as best we could to what happened. <clears throat> it would be a dumb question to sit there and ask you like how you feel about this because I think we all feel the same about it. But I just kind of want to give the floor to you, Sal, just your perspective of what you saw when you were there covering the game on the sidelines last night, um, what's going on in Buffalo now, and maybe any other news that you can you can bring to us at this point. Yeah, super emotional. First of all, thanks for having me. Uh, sorry, I think I was supposed to be on like a half hour ago, but a lot of things happening in Buffalo here. Of trying to stay on top of everything, of so my apologies for that. No worries. Um, you know, super emotional last night. You know, as my role as the sideline reporter, I'm trying to be um, a conduit to the fans, right? I mean, we're live on the air as all this is happening. And I'm trying to be live down in the field, tell everybody what's going on. I have to be an observer. I have to be a source of information. At the same time, I'm experiencing this in real time, like everyone else and what's going on and processing it. And it was, you know, quite a bit last night. And especially when you started to see the emotion coming out of the players and then, you know, knowing exactly what happened. But I'll be honest with you guys. I think it didn't hit me until really this morning and going back and kind of thinking about the gravity of everything that happened and seeing some of the shots of the close-ups of the TV that what you guys saw. Now, I saw a lot when I was on the field, but I saw even more today because I wasn't watching on TV. Um, as far as today is concerned, you know, we're just still in a holding pattern here. The team's last statement was uh, several hours ago. They said that DeMar is still in critical condition at University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Um, there have been reports from various people with boots on the ground at University of Cincinnati, um, spoke to DeMar's uncle. One of them is from uh, the CBS Sports Director affiliate here, Josh Reed. Uh, he's a good friend of mine and said he spoke with DeMar's uncle, said he was on 100% oxygen, but that's actually down to 50%, which is obviously a positive sign. Um, but obviously it's still a very critical situation. Yeah, I mean, and I've heard a lot in terms of how the process went in terms of suspending the game. Uh, do you know kind of how that process went? Was that was that led by Zach Taylor and and Coach McDermott? Was that do do you have any I guess information in terms of like obviously you guys left to Buffalo last night, which meant which kind of meant to me you know there was probably no possibility this week that that game was going to be made up. Yeah, Trista, I can only assume that both Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor were at the forefront of you know, basically ending the game when it did and postponing it. There's been a lot of talk about this five-minute warm-up thing, you know, that Joe Buck talked about on the national broadcast and, you know, what was real, what wasn't. There's been been some pushback. The NFL said they never said that. ESPN's been kind of pushing that back. Look, I can tell you this. I I don't remember. I'm not saying it happened or it didn't happen. I don't remember anyone calling for a five-minute warm-up inside the stadium. I don't remember Sean Smith, the referee, saying that. I I didn't hear anyone on the sideline say we have a five-minute warm-up. What I will tell you, though, is Bill's players, defensive players, they were on the field, 11 guys. They were preparing for a snap. But I attribute that to the conditioning of the pro football, right? I mean, you have an injury, as horrific as it is, you play. You go on to the next play. What None of us has ever seen a game halted after an injury. Yeah, This is what they've been through little kids, that they, they play after the injury. They go on to the next snap. Stephon, Stephon Diggs was calling players together trying to get them, you know, get re-energized. He's got tears coming down his face, and he's doing this. And we're like, how are you going to play a football game? He goes up to Saran Neal. Saran Neal's on the field. He's filling in for Taron Johnson, who got hurt the series before that. Stephon went up to him and and grabbed him by his face, and he's telling him. And and Saran's balling. 
and he's basically telling them like, okay, you know, we got to go here. We got to play. And we're all thinking like, how is this going to happen? So I don't know if anybody told him that from what I know, I, I didn't hear anybody telling anybody that I think they were just doing it because that's what you do and what you've been taught to do ever since you've been playing this game. And then you saw Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor, you saw the officials and eventually I think the right call was made to get everybody in the locker room and then eventually postpone the game. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't imagine just the way you describe. The, I mean, we obviously saw a lot of it on the broadcast, but even more of this, like, still right to the point where they, if they thought they were going, I, just all of that is just, it, it makes it, obviously that was the right decision, which does, though, lead to uh, the future. And obviously there's a lot of things in flux and a lot of decisions that have to be made. And, uh, you know, it, it almost, it feels hard to ask questions about, like, well, when do they play yeah. again? But, like, it is a reality that the NFL will that these teams will eventually get back on the field. The NFL will resume in some capacity. Do you have any idea how this game will be approached, uh, whether it's just they wipe it off the board or call it a tie or they don't do it at all or they play it later, week 18? I mean, there's certainly a lot of moving parts right now with this. And there's a lot of consequences to what you choose, right? I mean, that's yeah. the other part about this. I mean, right now, obviously, as you alluded to, no one's thinking about that because – I don't think you can do anything until Bill's players know that their teammate, they have some clarity on his situation. Yeah. I mean, look, we're talking about what happens with this game. I don't know what happens with practice tomorrow. They have mm. a media availability usually on Wednesday. They practice. Our players going to the facility tomorrow? We haven't heard anything. And I don't know, quite frankly, I wouldn't blame anybody if they don't practice tomorrow and we're not there covering anything and anybody's talking about it. So we don't even, even know what day-to-day -day is happening right now. So I'm sure they're getting their information and you know we'll find out soon enough. Now, we do know that this game, the one from last night, will not be resumed this week. We know that they're on to Week 18, and the Bills are scheduled to play the New England Patriots on Sunday, and the Bengals are scheduled to play the Ravens on Sunday. Um, if you were to, let's say, make it a tie or just go by winning percentage, well, you know, the Bills are chasing the Chiefs right now, and the Bills actually had the upper hand but had to win this game to maintain that. A tie would knock them down. The Bengals are looking to win the division. A win would have done that. A loss, they still have to win on Saturday. That's the difference between a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, a four seed, or even a, a five, a wild card. I, there's so many things. And again, it's trivial. I get it. But these, these are questions that are going to be having to answer to over the next couple of days. Is there a possibility that the Bengals, Bills, and maybe more don't play Week 18 at all? Not from anything we've heard from the NFL. Uh, what we've heard today from the NFL is that Week 18 is on. They're going to play it as scheduled. I don't know what it would take for that to happen, but you have you know 30 other teams here that obviously have a stake in this um, in some capacity. And look, I think they've done a great job, an amazing job, of supporting the Bills, supporting Demar Hamlin, um, and one another. Everything from every single NFL team has changed their Twitter profile to Demar Hamlin's picture. Um, not his picture, his jersey number three, and you know, pray for tomorrow. I believe it says um, they've done that. There was several teams today who declined their own media availability because they don't want to speak to anything right now because they probably feel that it's best to the first messaging comes out from <clears throat> from the Bills, you know, before they get asked anything about this situation. Now, Mike Tomlin did have his media availability, and partly because I think. You know, he wanted to talk about Demar, who he's known since he was 12 years old. Demar, since he's 12 years old, Mike talked about that. So, but there's so many parts that are up in the air right now, from day to day, much less what's going to happen Saturday or Sunday this week. What can you share in terms of your um, 
interactions, like the human side of Damar, anything, any anecdote that you think would be something that, you know, just viewers and listeners would want to know about him, obviously stepping in uh, as a starter this year after uh, Matt Milano went down and has played, you know, really, really well. He had a couple of really key plays, one against the Jets. Um, just like anything that you can share about him as a, as a human being. Yeah, Micah Hyde actually the safety. Oh yeah, Micah Hyde. Excuse uh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Matt Milano did miss some time actually, but yeah. uh, my, when Micah went down, it was. Um, and remember, and, you know what's funny? When Micah went down, it was that week two Monday night game that he hurt his neck, and in that same game, you guys remember Dane Jackson had a very serious neck injury where mm-hmm. he was ambulanced off the field. Dane and Demar are college teammates and now Bills teammates, and they grew up together. Actually, they're very tight. And now they're in this, you know, kind of situation. I will tell you, Dane was extremely emotional yesterday. And um, I will tell you, Damar, you go back to when the when he took over from Micah, and it's Mike Tomlin again, actually. They played the Steelers. Like, maybe that week or the week after, and um, and Damar is starting. And I remember Mike Tomlin's press conference on Tuesday leading up to the game. And he came out and he said, basically going through the Bills roster and how much respect he has. He goes, then they have Damar Hamlin at safety. He goes, I've known Damar since he was 12 years old. He's a 4-1-2 kid. He's tough. Love that kid. And I just thought that was so awesome. So the next day I go in the locker room and I went up to him and I go, Damar, Damar, I said, uh, did you hear what Coach Tomlin said about you? And the look on his face, guys, like he was he just, he was just beaming that he had so much respect from Coach Tomlin to say something like that about him in his second year in the league. And, you know, that that really said a lot to me about how proud this kid was of his own journey to come from where he was. Another one is after that game, I think it was, might've been another one. When the bills won, every time the bills win, I go on the field after the game and I do a live interview as a walk-off, basically a walk-off interview after the, uh, after the game. And I'm thinking, okay, Oh, I've, I've always interviewed Jordan Poyer or Matt Milano or Tremaine Edmonds or, you know, someone on the offensive side, Devin Singletary. I'm going to go get grabbed tomorrow. So I run up to him and I'm like, Tomorrow, tomorrow, live radio, live radio. And he's looking at me like I got three heads. And he's like, it's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I said, tomorrow, nine years I've been doing this on the sidelines. You'll be the first guy to ever say no to a walk-off interview after your team wins to me. And he kind of looked at me and he kind of laughed. And he goes, okay, I guess so. He didn't realize, like, he's in this position now that people yeah. want to talk to him. And he was a big part of what just happened. We, we had a great interview. I saw him in the locker room after that. We had a fun laugh about it. It was great. He's just a great kid. He's got the foundation. You guys saw millions and millions of dollars being poured into that. Uh, it's a toy drive. Uh, he's done a lot for this city here already in his short two years here. You know, we're not New York. We're not L.A. or Chicago. We have the Bills, our connection to the community and the team. It's all hand in hand. Um, you know, if you guys remember, too, if I can, you remember back in um, – we've gone through a Buffalo. Back in May, we had the racist mass shooting at our supermarket. Right. Yes. And um, yeah. the bill, the Bills showed up, and they were a big part of the healing process of that, and they wore the Choose Love shirts. And Damar was right there as one of the members of the Bills that was right out front, you know, taking part in that whole thing. So, you know, we're we're all hoping for him and praying for him, obviously. I don't think there's any question about that. And, you know, it's this this really reminds people that these guys are humans. Like, they're vulnerable. And this is, you know, these are real lives out there. So it's, uh, you know, I think the whole whole world is, is, is... paying attention to this story and, and obviously hoping for the best from that. Really appreciate the time, Sal. I know you Thanks, had a Sal. super busy day. Yeah. Uh, thank you for giving us the Hang time. Hang in there. Anytime for you guys. Thank you.